0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Galaxy CD's Rocks and Flips podcast. This is your weekly reselling recap. Man, that was tough to get out. This is your weekly reselling recap. Say that three times fast. Anyway, this is your weekly... Reselling recap for the week ending November 30th, 2019, uh, the week of Thanksgiving. I hope you had a great holiday. It was really nice to get out of the basement and uh, instead of listing product, eat some turkey and some dressing and have a couple of beers and watch a little football and visit the family. Um, It was really nice. I'd mentioned, I think, in one of my previous podcasts, my 30-odd years of retail experience, and I can't tell you how refreshing it was to spend Thanksgiving, not having to worry about going to work later in the day or at some ridiculous hour in the middle of the night to fight with people who want to bust down the doors of the store to buy a $100 big screen or whatever it is. So I uh, hope you enjoyed yours as well. I want to talk about some, some items that are doing well for me that are things that you might want to consider if you're in the reselling game. I, m- I mentioned in a previous podcast that I'm a big fan of large lots of smaller items. Um, the Counted Cross Stitch books I mentioned last week, I think, that I bought 340 of for $45. I'm selling one of those booklets a day for an average of about 10 bucks a piece. I've long since made my money back already, and I've still got well over 300 of these things sitting around here. I'm probably not even halfway through listing them. So that was a really good buy. It's not my thing. I could no more do a cross-stitch than I could launch a man to the moon. But they sell. Um, I think I mentioned in a previous podcast that, and I know I've given this advice to people that I've talked to, you know, individually, don't put your own biases on what you think will and won't sell? Actually, do the research. Look the stuff up. Um, you know, walking into a room full of sewing stuff and counted kind of cross stitch patterns, your my my initial reaction viscerally would be, oh, God, I'm not interested in this stuff, and turn around and walk away. But as a reseller you take a couple of minutes and you look up a couple of the cross stitch books and you see gosh you know it's there she's asking 10 bucks a box for these and they're selling individually for anywhere from 8 to 10 bucks if I can get them for half this price and resell them for what they're reselling for I can make a lot of money on these and buy them in a big bulk collection so that you've you know, you lowered your individual cost. I think I had 12 or 13 cents a piece in these when it was all said and done, and I'm selling them for 8, 10, 12 bucks plus shipping. Um, that That's a good deal, and it's not something that I would naturally have assumed I would be interested in. My background is all hard goods and, you know, electronics and CDs and DVDs and that kind of stuff. So don't, don't prejudge what you th- – what you think may or may not sell, just because you're not personally interested in it. One of the things that sold this week was a couple of lots of uh, vintage magazines. Now, these aren't just any magazines. I don't. I haven't seen that there's a market for kind of your normal everyday magazines. Uh, these were v- British kind of historical magazines from World War II, uh, called After the Battle. Uh, I may have mentioned them in a previous podcast. I bought a big stack of them, 85, 86 issues for 10 bucks. I sold the first two lots of them with a total of 13 magazines for $65 plus shipping. So I'm $55 to the good before you take out the eBay fees, and I've still got the majority of the magazines sitting around. So that was a good buy. So when you're out at these sales, I guess the moral of the story is if you see a big collection of any kind of magazine, it probably is a good idea to at least look it up and see if there's any money in them. Um, uh, It's unfortunate that this was not an actual complete set. It was missing several issues. I think there's probably 150 issues total in this particular magazine series and had it been complete, the only complete set I could find on eBay that sold, sold for wait for it, nine hundred and fifty bucks. So if if this set had been complete, it would have been a huge score. As it is, I think it's gonna be pretty good. I think by the time it's all said and done, I'll average probably somewhere around five dollars an issue for magazines that I literally have about 15 cents an issue in. Another item that sells reasonably well, though they can take a while to sell, are electronics items. Um, they can be kind of a pain to, to, to ship. Um, a VCR that's, you know, 19 inches long by 12 inches deep by four inches high is going to go in a pretty big box, and it's not super heavy but it's heavy enough that it's going to be expensive to ship so a lot of people don't want to mess with it um i charge shipping on all that stuff i don't do free shipping um or i price it accordingly in this case the two items i sold this week a vcr and an old dvd player um i sold for 25 and 29.95 each Plus shipping, shipping on both items was about eighteen bucks, give or take. Um, I was able to ship them for a little bit less than that, um, so I made actually a couple of bucks on the shipping as well. They're a hassle to, you know, to pack up and get boxed up and get ready to go. But when you can buy these things at a garage sale for three, four, five bucks and turn around and sell them for twenty-five, thirty, it's probably worth the hassle. The key thing, obviously, is to make sure you get the shipping estimate right when you do your listing so that you don't end up taking a bloodbath uh, when you go to ship this thing. So remember, when you're doing shipping estimates, it's not just the weight. It's also the size of the box because some of these end up in pretty substantial boxes. And once you start to get into oversize, even though the thing may only weigh seven pounds because the box is so large the shipping fee can jump pretty dramatically and that's where you can get in trouble if you just do it based on the weight ebay's default shipping dimensions are something like seven inches by four inches by four inches you end up putting something like this in a box that's 24 by 14 by 8 and the shipping charge more than doubles in some cases so there's a a pro tip for you but you know be sure you're on these bigger items that you're not just looking at weight you're also taking at least a pretty accurate stab at the size of the box that you're going to use. Another item I do well with are kind of like those magazines collections of paperbacks where you can find all or at least most of a series. Uh, A few weeks ago I sold, and I may have mentioned this in an earlier podcast, a um, an entire series. It was 37 books in a uh, science fiction fantasy series from the 70s and early 80s. It uh, was at a garage sale. They had the whole 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 series in a box. She sold it to me for 10 bucks. I sold it for 200. Um, complete sets of things are exceedingly rare. On eBay and can bring just crazy money. This week, again, another item that I, I don't have a complete set of um, a, a book series from the 70s and 80s called The Destroyer. It's a kind of Cold War spy action series. There's 150 some books. Um, I bought a collection. I got a collection. I guess in in an estate sale where I bought all the books that were there. And I've lotted these up in groups of 10. I sold four lots of them this week for a total of 125 bucks. I only had, I think, $75 in the entire estate purchase. So just these four sales, I've more than made my money back and I've still got probably close to 400 books from that sale, um, most of which I don't even have listed yet. So I'm, and everything from here on out is profit. So the tip is, For the day would be uh, don't walk past full collections of things or things that are even close to full collections that you can lot up in groups of things that people would be interested in Um, and again you could list these all individually Uh, those magazines um, these books like you know there there are individual listings up there but uh, you get to a point where it may not be worth doing individually now, sure, you may get the guy that he's already got issues 20, 21, 22, 24, 28, and he just wants those in-between issues. And maybe you cut a deal on the side with that guy and sell him the ones you've got. But most people will buy lots of 5 or 10 to get the ones that they want. So don't don't walk past these collections of books and magazines, uh, if it looks like a series and it looks fairly complete, it's definitely worth at least taking the time while you're at the sale to put those things in your eBay app and see what they're selling for to see if they're worth taking a gamble on. So that's about all I've got for you this week. I apologize for not having my midweek rant available last week uh, with the holiday and I got uh, called on short notice to make a trip to St. Louis for a day. I just didn't get around to doing it, so uh, we'll try to get back on that track uh, this week with a midweek rant. Uh, There's plenty of things ticking me off this week, but uh, I'm trying to stay positive. I'm trying really, really hard to stay positive. So, Uh, Hopefully you've enjoyed this podcast. If you like it, please subscribe, and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you next time out.